What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast, man. I am so excited about today because, God damn it, it's Monday. Oh, man, I was actually on the bus earlier, and I just continued to see the stats climb. And I don't know exactly what's happening. I don't know if it's – I think the majority of it may – no, I don't know. I do believe that Iran and especially Taiwan are both playing pivotal roles in – my stats shooting up. And I really do believe that I will hit 30,000 downloads in a 30 day span. This is going to be huge. I mean, this is going to be, honestly, I never thought I would reach this. Let's just put it that way. When I had uh, what 6,700 in the last, what is it? Seven days, but to see how much it has climbed over the last three days, 4,000, it's just amazing. And I just want to just say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you some more. You're going to hear me say this on a couple of other podcasts coming up for the remainder of this week because, goodness me, I did not know that this was going to happen at such a rate that it's happening right now. And, man, I'm just gratefully glad that I can impact all of you in such a profound way that you continue returning and showing your loyalty, learning new things, learning new ideas and concepts and things you can implement in your life right now. So with that being said, people, I'm not going to get too goddamn emotional, but I'm going to be all right. No, I'm kidding. All right. So here we go. Oh, my God. Let's get into this, baby. It's the in-company interview. You know what? I'm actually a little bit upset because I was supposed to have my Egyptian friend who's a voiceover coach, my Thai student, and I was supposed to have one of my former students who just got a 27 on her TOEFL speaking, Thais. You guys probably heard the podcast do their little voice excerpts so that they can actually come on to my podcast. Um, and uh, you know what? It, it, listen, I've been let down, but it's all right. I do believe at some point in the next probably 600 years, they will be delivering it to me, whether it's my great-grandchildren, my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren in the next 1,000 years, but they must do it in the next probably 50 years because that's when we still have our voices. So I'm so, I'm so grateful because, you know, I still have them in my life, but I just want to kick their ass because they didn't submit the goddamn thing for me. But nonetheless, it's all good. We're going into in-company interviews. We have Alex of Alexander Associates. By the way, I reached out to Alex and he was like, hey, Arsenio, no problem. Um, You know, if you're interested, uh, I mean, uh, what do you have in mind? And to be honest with you, I was just like, nah, I really don't want to bring you on anymore. But nonetheless, we have Alex. We have Sumir. Uh, who works in publishing, and of course, Andy, littleandlarge.com. They're going to be talking about all the things we talked about in regards to the last uh, several episodes in regards to, of course, corporate finance. So again, at some point, I really, really, really want to record one of my Thai students. She works in accounting, and she's so knowledgeable. It's amazing. And I would love for her. And I just want to record our coaching sessions because I actually coach her and one of my lovely, 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 wonderful people who apparently uh, ended up winning uh, uh, what Thailand's Got Talent about four years ago. They got like 10 million baht. I was so, I was like, what the hell? And so I was just, no, I think it was only 1 million baht to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, they won, she won Thailand's Got Talent. Uh, you guys could probably check that out. I think it was 2017 or 18, people twirling in the air. And, and so both of them, I actually coach on a Sunday evening. I'm getting off track. And she knows a lot about this and I really want her to break it down in a way. So I'm going to try to record that voice somehow, some way, and I'm going to put it on here. You guys are going to get it for sure. 1000%. 
But nonetheless, again, if you are in corporate finance, I would like you to number these items in order on a P&L balance sheet. In order of importance, so we have current liabilities, EBIT, operating costs, revenue, shareholders, equity. Now, again, these are things that I'm going to be going over with my Thai student, along with Miss uh, Thailand's Got Talent. And I do, I do, I really hope I do. I'm able to cut that up into some kind of some kind of shape or form so I could put it on here for you guys. But nonetheless, you know, this is a little bit out of my, uh, uh, it's a little bit out of my area of expertise, but nonetheless, we're, we're going to break it down, okay? So again, do you think, and I wanna give you this question if you're working in corporate finance, do you think financial statements are a good marketing tool? That's the question for you here. So we're going to break down different things uh, in regards to dealing with late payments. We're going to listen to Samir, Andy, and Alex talk about late payments, uh, preparing financial statements, and a couple of other things. So I'm going to break down the questions. We're going to break down what they say, and we're going to go from there. All right. So here we go. Tres, dos, uno. So tell us how your company deals with late payments from customers is the first one. Late payments, how they should be dealt with for my business. And you know what? I just want to hurry up. And again, this is Alex. This is a guy I reached out to on LinkedIn. Okay, I just want to make sure that the recording, because you guys, oh, you haven't heard it, but in three in three days from now, you're going to hear that uh, I did have some difficulty. I recorded myself for 18 minutes speaking to fucking nothing. Holy shit. But anyways, just want to make sure that all is well. So let's get right back into this. Oh my God. I don't know for what reason. Okay. All right. So here we go. Three. Two and one. Um, historically, I never took a handle on this. And what I used to do was, when we did our VAT at the end of each quarter, we then send statements out to the clients. Um, you've obviously, with our business, we've got a good personal relationship with all our clients, because it's a service business, so it was e it's easy for me to, to call them up and ask them when they can pay. As the business grows, it gets harder and harder to do that. And we got to a position in our business where the outstanding um, fees from our clients was a very large proportion of the annual turnover and it got to an unmanageable level so we've changed now in terms of at the end of each month we reconcile the accounts and we send out statements to our customers on the first week of each month that has helped significantly reduce the amount of late payments from our customers when dealing with late okay so i just want to hurry up and oh my god what he just said Oh, you guys don't hear the conversations that I have with some of my coaching business students, but you know what? One of my students, she's an accountant for a very, uh, I don't know if it's big or not, but guess what? They have nine massive accounts and in those accounts are smaller accounts. And she says, I said, how many accountants do you have working at that place? Oh, only 10. I said, what the fuck? 10 for nine massive accounts and minimal accounts after that too? So how are you able to do that? And you know what? Hearing how he reconciled it at the end of the month, setting out those payments, this could be very, very crucial for her and helpful for her in terms of, because I broke down different ways that she could actually, you know, formulate emails and stuff like that to deal with late payment, uh, paying customers. And she was so happy about it. I sent her the video on that. Um, but to be honest, I think there's an easier way. Uh, is that going to be adding on extra work to the whole end of month thing? Absolutely. Is the end of month happening and getting getting ready to happen right now? <laughs> it's January 31st. You could bet your ass she's going to be busting her ass. Is this going to be extra work for her? Yes. But is it, again, like he said, 
It ended up being a large proportion of the annual turnover. Lord. And so as you grow, you realize, oh, and you know, these companies are so sneaky. Oh, we haven't paid. Don't worry. Let's just wait till we get the first, second, even third email until we get threatened in terms of like, you know, uh, some late fees or something like that. This is just, it's a toxic mindset. But again, hey, you know, I appreciate the hustle. So what can you be on? A, what can you do on a proactive approach in terms of doing this? So Alex, that was brilliant. Okay, so now going into Samir. Late payments from customers. It's important to realize this isn't a finance only activity. You have to involve the business because they have the relationship with the customers. What we try to do is encourage our business teams to also contact customers in advance to try to avoid late payments in the first place. Okay, well, all right. Try to uh, contact them in advance to avoid late payments. Okay, setting up a follow-up uh, follow email. Let's say a week, hey, guess what? Payment's coming three, three days before. Hey, guess what? Payment's coming. Maybe a little bit of a follow-up call. Hate to be a nag, but listen, just pay on time. General principle, people. Basic Humanities 101. If you do business, you, and to be honest with you, if I have a lot of accounts and I'm not worried about some of the smaller accounts, I would say, listen, if you can't pay me, we're, we're going to have to, you're going to have to find someone else. And they're going to be like, well, well, fine, I'll go find someone else. By all means, thank you very much. But at the same time, you listen, it's a general principle, people, you know, not to be too particular, but I was uh, talking to one of my close friends and I was like, hey, you know, they said that they're going to pay me at this time. She was like, listen, I understand that you said after 60 hours, you expect the other, uh, you know, the other payment to be in your account. But Arsenio, if you look at it from a, from a perspective that you're just like, okay, pay me, pay me, pay me for my training services, for my consultants and services. If you do that, they're going to see this as a transaction instead of a relationship building type of thing. And I'm like, that is a beautiful point. Thank you. And so I remember, you know, I went with this friend to go buy me a little saltwater fish tank because I love finding Nemo. Okay, I love them little Nemos. And we ended up, uh, you know, me and my friend, we ended up, because I, you know, I'm, I'm in love with saltwater and freshwater fish and I'm going to be building a massive fish tank. And again, follow me on my Arsenio ZSL podcast. I'll be, I'll be make sure, and, you know, to put some of the vocabulary and cool things on there to show you guys some of the beautiful fish and whatnot. But um, I uh, came across this specific, you know, uh, you know, this fish store and I'm over here buying some things and I checked my account. I'm like, holy goodness. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That shocked me. I was like, dude, that was a massive amount of money. Where did that? Oh, see, they said that they were going to pay me here, but they paid me before. See, they did what they were supposed to do. They paid me. And just by paying me a week before, I look at that as a sign of respect. Take care of your people. Elena Teran, one of my students right now, Peruvian dentist, living in Huacamarca, I believe that's the name, in Lima, Peru. Big shout out to all my beautiful Peruvians out there. And she was telling me, oh, you know what? To be honest with you, Arsenio, I pay my people on time. I pay my people on time. And while I was teaching her, I was like, you know what, Elena? I'm really angry right now because my bullshit ass job that I've actually been working at for a very long time out here in time, they haven't called me. But I said, I went Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, 1000%. He couldn't have done it better than I could at that specific moment. And then I said, someone told me, I said, just check your bank account. Remember, this isn't the coaching and consultancy services. This is the, this is the job I have out here. 
So I checked my account and I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I checked my account. There goes the money. And then she was on the call at the same time, the dentist from Peru, the lady that pays her, you know, her staff, obviously she has the money, so she's going to pay them. And she was like, you are ridiculous. <laughs> I said, hey, oh man, I had that message prepared. I was about to say, hey, you could cancel all my classes until... Show me the money, goddamn it! Where's the goddamn money? Okay, have you guys ever watched Jerry Maguire? Just, just pull it up on YouTube. Show me the money, Tom Cruise. Okay, this is when uh, in the very early stages of his career, and he's screaming at Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, saying that, "Hey, I have your back," and he's like, "Oh, show me the money." I love black people. It was the most ridiculous, funniest scene of all time. This guy, Tom Cruise, is screaming at the top of his lungs during that. And I should put it on right now, but it's a corporate finance episode. I don't want to get off the beaten path. Boom. Next question. What information would you like to see on a PNL account and balance sheet? So let's see what these guys got to say. I'm guessing Andy's coming up. The ideal information nope, and, for uh, Alex. Sheet, in my opinion, um, obviously you have to look at them in isolation with a profit and loss account. Most profit people loss, start at the top and obviously work their way down. Um, I always like to see a detailed profit and loss. In the body of accounts, you usually get a condensed P&L account. But I always like to go to the end where it has the detailed profit and loss. Um, I think the gross margin is very important. That tells you how profitable the work you're, that you're doing is. If there's a problem there, that's where you really need to drill into. Mm -hmm. um, with, with regards to a balance sheet, usually the first thing I look at is the shareholders' funds. How profitable is it? Is it a large figure? Is it negative? If it's negative, it would suggest the business is running at a loss. Um, and then you look at also the working capital, your debtors, your creditors, your stock, your cash. How much pressure is being put on the business through your working capital requirements? If there's a large amount of creditors or a large amount of debtors, what impact is that doing to your business? I love it. I love it. I I'm not going to put in my comments there. I'm just going to let that one flow. And... Again, I just kept thinking of, obviously, you know, the big short Lehman Brothers and everything. You know? This is what I want to do. At some point, I want to show people's, like, profit and loss, like, Martin, you know, the sheets. And, you know, show the sheets, right? And I want to see the reaction. Because if I were to, of course, bring Alex onto my podcast and show him, he'd be like, oh, my God, what is this? This is really bad. I would say this is Lehman Brothers before they collapse. Oh, my God. Anyways, okay. Last question before I let you guys go. How often do you prepare financial statements for your company and what information is included? For my own business, I prepare quarterly management accounts. Quarterly. I think this is important for every business and every business that's grown because you need to get a handle on your numbers. And if you've got no idea what you've made in the last quarter, in the quarter before that, and compare that year on year, you're, you're at a disadvantage in terms of planning forward. Mm. So um, we have accountants Andy. and bookkeepers that provide us with weekly and monthly figures to, you know, to sort of bring together our financial statements. But um, Large and I, uh, my business partner, we tend to look at things daily. Ooh, they look at things daily, amazing. How does your company use the information in the financial our statements? Our uses the information in financial statements in several ways. One will be to manage some of our creditors. They will be interested in our financial statements to know if we are credit worthy. credit worthy. The second way is a marketing tool. The financial statements of a company says a lot about the company. There's a lot of information in there that's non-financial. What are we doing as a business? 
what do we believe in? So it's a very useful way of promoting us as a company. I love it, man. I love it. I love corporate finance. Like, I love it. I swear I love it. <sighs> man, this is such interesting stuff. As he was speaking, I just, uh, you know, oh my God, this, I don't even want to get into that, but I've taught a lot of business students probably about five years ago uh, from Royal Thai Mint. They're the ones that actually print the Thai money. And I've taught other people from AOT, which is, to be honest, I don't know who they are. You know, let me just look it up real quick because AOT, Thailand, I don't, oh, oh, airports of Thailand. There we go, of course. Airports of Thailand. It manages Thailand's six international airports, which, which means Sudat Thani International, Phuket International, Chiang Mai International, Don Mueang International. I'm guessing Koh Samui International, but that would be impossible to fly big ass planes into that small island. And what's the other international airport? <laughs> Pattaya? I have no idea. Anyways, or Wahine, one of the two. Um, and so I was teaching them and I remember them talking about profit and loss. And I'm like, dude, how do you guys manage it? How's this going? How's that going? Of course, if you're working for time, Royal Time Mint, you're just printing money. That's the easiest job to have, right? But man, there are so many subdivisions within that company. And again, this is why I cannot stress enough how important it is to have, you know, just basically, you know, those types of, you know, those types of like accountants. Because if you don't, man, you're just going to be at a loss. What a beautiful eye-opening podcast. So much good stuff, Samir, Andy, and Alex. That's what we have today, entrepreneurs of the corporate finance sector. And again, if you guys are interested in some of the good stuff, again, I mean, you know what? No one's really, we're going to be talking about interim results coming up in the next one. But again, I may be having the recordings by then in terms of the presentations for my other three, uh, either used to be, yeah, all used to be students or a voiceover coach who actually does voiceover little skits for Amazon. So Stay tuned for more. I hope you enjoyed that. Follow me on our Senio's ESL podcast on Instagram. I'll see you in the next podcast. Over and out.